Welcome to the Data Scientist Podcast with Dr. Stylianos Kabakis. Dr. Kabakis is a data scientist, statistician, and blockchain expert with a mission to educate the public about the wonderful capabilities of technologies like AI, data science, and DLTs. These technologies have the potential to transform the world, the economy, and our lives. However, there is too much misinformation around tech, and so most people are just confused about what is true and what is not. Whether you are a CEO, an entrepreneur, or just an enthusiast, the Data Scientist Podcast helps you separate reality from hype. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Data Scientist Podcast. Today, we're very happy to have Mark Chillingworth on our podcast. Mark, welcome. Thank you for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself and your work to our audience? Certainly. So my name is Mark Chillingworth. I'm a business writer. So I was editor-in-chief of CIO magazine for many years, from 2008 to the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, which was a, an honor to be editor of that title and be part of growing it into a portfolio of products and publications such as the CIO 100 and the CIO Summit, which the editors who've follow me still do to this day and are still fantastic products so that's it but now i'm independent i've been independent for three years now and i write cio material for some of the leading publications out there at the moment diginomica gigarom idg connect and i'm just about to start doing some work with uk authority which is a publication for the public sector and the, the technology and business leaders there and i also work with some of the cutting edge service providers And also I work with some CIOs and CTOs as their embedded writer, which is a wonderful position to be in, to be trusted to go in and help organizations communicate how they're delivering a change or how they will deliver a change in their organization. So uh, in basics, a pen for hire who has a very deep knowledge of CIOs and CTOs and unfortunately a great deal of trust with them. So I feel very honored and very lucky. Great. Thanks, Mark. So for those in our audience who might not be familiar with the role of a CIO and what they do. Can you describe maybe their responsibilities and maybe how this role has changed in the last 10 to 15 years where we've seen the explosion of data, data science, AI, blockchain, all those different things? Absolutely. And I'll answer that question backwards in some ways because I'll start with where the role is now. So CIOs and CTOs now are very much business people. CTO probably is much more of a technologist, but they are... CIOs in particular are business brokers. You know, we, we've seen it. You take the Harvey Nash CIO survey or digital leadership report, as it's now known as. You've seen the role change because of the, the explosion of technologies, which you've just mentioned, but in particular those based on the cloud. Business lines in an organization have the ability to procure, consume, and, new, and deploy technology themselves, software as a service, etc. But you still need governance and you still need to make sure that all the technology marries up to compliance demands to the business strategy and you know all of those things so, so the CIO is now this broker of make, both delivering technologies and, and managing technology teams and that's a huge part of it managing the technology team delivering a team that can implement this technology but also working with other parts of the organization that perhaps have their own technology team we see increasingly marketing departments employing technologists and so the CIO has to broker to make sure that all the technology all the data connects together well meets compliance demands meets the customer's needs and obviously meets all the various KPIs and demands that we all live within when we work within uh, large enterprises so that's how the role has changed and when I first joined the community back in 2008 
it was the beginning of that transition to the CIO role from really what was IT director before then, which was very much a manager of the technology estate. And because of the advance of technology, and that role has changed now because so much of the technology is, you know, is operated by someone else, whether it be Amazon, AWS, Google Cloud Platform, Microsoft Azure, obviously, which is sort of the biggest beast in some ways in the room. So you're procuring technology and then you've got all your SaaS providers, etc. And, you know, so the CIO is not managing a technology state, not managing what we call on-premise technology so much, server rooms, etc., running applications that are only deployed in your business. They're using applications of services. So they're much more a, a team builder and business outcome manager nowadays rather than a manager of pieces of technology. So essentially, if I read you correctly, this used to be a more technical role, which over time has involved to be more on the business side and the management side. Is this correct? That's absolutely it. Yes, yes. And the art to being a great CIO now is finding those great technical people and great technical partners, because you will be working increasingly with with specialist partners from the giants that we all know of, whether they be systems integrators like Wipro and Infosys through down to really amazing boutique companies of which the UK and Europe is full of, and deploying the people and your partners to those business outcomes. So it's much more, yeah, that business person, just like a good CEO or a good CFO of finding the highly skilled, perfect people you need to build an application, deliver a service, or, you know, if it's a CFO, obviously, um, keep the books in check and pay all the bills on time. Yeah, that makes sense. And what I was going to say is that I've seen some similar trends in data science. Obviously, data science is a very technical role, but there is now a rising trend of low-code and no-code platforms. So maybe some organizations in the next two or three years would prefer to work with these software providers and maybe have some data scientist or someone who doesn't really have an in-depth understanding of the topic deal with data analysis. And that being said, how do you find, obviously, the job of a CIO on one hand is to is procurement and finding who is the best cloud provider for the purposes and the goals of an organization. How do you find CIOs? How important is data science in what they do from day to day? How do they interface with, uh, with data science teams, both on, let's say, on data science leadership, but also on acting as a bridge between data science and the rest of organization. Do you find that CIOs play an important role in this or do you find that data science in many of the organizations you're working with, they're just, it's just like a separate thing and CIOs might deal more with, with IT and, and cloud and all that? What's your experience been like? That's an excellent and very well-timed question for where we are at, at the moment. You know, the I in, in CIO is, is information, chief information officer. It's a question that comes up a lot in some ways because the role is changing. But in terms of data science, your data is you can't do digital transformation, which is the biggest thing on the to-do list of CIOs now. For example, as you'll see on Monday in the article I've written, last year with the pandemic, IT budgets rose significantly as organizations look to respond to the pandemic and enable remote working and all of those things. And this year, it was widely expected that IT budgets would go down. They've in fact gone up and it's predicted they'll go up year on year for the next five years by about 5%. The reason being is digital transformation and a lot of organizations transformed digitally last year. And what that has exposed is just how much further you could go. So we've had quite a long period of digital transformation that was really most of it, not in all cases, but most of it was the front end, the customer 
facing piece and we all know services we've used where the front end is brilliant but then it seems to take ages to get the service or the product to arrive and that's because it's it's an old system legacy technology is the language that cios use and the pandemic has made a lot of other senior leadership realize that the cio was kind of right all along is that you need to digitize your entire organization from front to back and that there are digital ways of delivering everything from the way people work to the way a service is developed and delivered to the customer all of that relies on data so data and data scientists have never been more important and it's i'm just currently writing a piece for a client that, that's done a survey on you know biggest fear amongst senior leaders whether they be uh, CEOs CIOs or COOs is a lack of data skills there's a huge fear of it because they're not going to be able to do the things they want to do unless they really get a grip on their data so the so the CIO is absolutely instrumental in working with data and i think over the coming years we're going to be in a really interesting place where we whether data and data leaders work and report to the CIO or whether that becomes a separate entity and that's going to be interesting as a development but CIOs delivering and deploying technology and working hand in hand with data teams is a crucial element of their daily lives at the moment and will be for for the forthcoming years i believe mm-hmm. that's very interesting and essentially you see that data science will still be a separate function so it will still keep this more technical role but we have to interface more closely with the CIO and the rest of the leadership team correct i'm not sure if i see it becoming a separate entity i mean mm. i think mainly because entities are breaking down in organizations anyway mm-hmm. you know we see so much more you know most CIOs i deal with are working in this way called cross functional working where they're delivering yes. projects with with teams of you know the data scientists and technologists and re- some retail experts you know people from all across the organization and i think the divided lines between it and other business lines are breaking down and i i would expect data to go the same way that mm-hmm. you know because there's a lot of similarities in my observations between data teams and IT teams sort of seen as a sort of a bit distinct and different and that but they can only deliver what they what their magic if they're working very closely with the people who who need to see a response from that whether it be retail finance mm-hmm. uh, operations etc i'm not sure there will be a distinction i think you know organizations are going to get very blurred and it's mm. i think we're all moving to an outcome oriented way of working that you know one minute you might be working purely with your data peers the next minute you might be working very closely with your IT peers and then mm-hmm. an hour later you'll be working with the finance team yeah no this makes perfect sense and i think that covid really sped up this process this outcome driven world as you're saying and i also think maybe hybrid working is is part of this instead of you know ticking boxes and just logging in how many hours you've worked it's we're probably moving towards a more efficient world And what do you think the role of the CIO will look like in the next two to five years? How do you think it's going to to change in light of everything that's been happening, like COVID, hybrid work, blockchain, wider adoption of AI, more data, all of that? I think the role is, and it was identified in 2019, I think in the survey I was talking about earlier, they're becoming brokers. And I think that will just keep on strengthening is that you do need someone in the organization who always knows for and is accountable for 
what technologies are used for what business outcomes and who knows who to go to when they go wrong, who to go to when they need to be replaced or modernized or updated and who is, you know, that leader, you know, just as you absolutely have to have a CFO and none of us would want to work in an enterprise that didn't have a chief finance officer who mm-hmm. ultimately accountable for every financial interaction in our organizations. In a digital age, you will need someone, whether that job title is CIO, CTO, or CDO, you'd want someone who is ultimately accountable and responsible for the myriad of different responsibilities that technology bestows upon organizations now. And what do you think is, is the best background for someone who's a CIO? Do you think it's a technical? Is it a management? Is it <laughs> someone who has a technical background and then did an MBA? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very difficult question to answer. And what I've seen over the years of having interviewed hundreds and hundreds of CIOs is there's no one path to the role anymore. I know brilliant CIOs who've studied history, others who had very managerial careers, others have been very technical. I think any career to the C-suite is all about, ultimately, it's about being a leader. You have to be a great leader. Yes. You are working with brilliant, you know, as I said earlier, Building great teams is essential and inspiring and, and making sure that that team is galvanized around the, and I'm using words that good CIOs have, have used in, in my interviews. These are not, <laughs> this is not, <laughs> you know, to get that team to deliver things. And we saw it last year, you know, with so many technology teams really did win this. You know, if they weren't already wearing some good spurs, they certainly won them last year in, in helping organizations transition to, to deal with the, with the pandemic. So leadership, I think, is so essentially vital. And if you happen to be a great leader who's also technical or you're a great leader who's also just, a, you know, got a lot of good managerial expertise, then that's fine. But ultimately, I think you just need to be a great leader. And I think that is what certainly in the 13 years I've been writing about them, what I've seen, I think that's the biggest change. And But importantly, I think this is a, a really important point to stress right now, mm. and it's been going on for a little while, is those highly technical people, they are still very valued, and, and particularly the mm. senior people, because we will need really good, di- what I call directors of technology. Because if the CIO is being a broker and going around and making sure that the data team and the and the finance team and, and the customers have all the technology assets and, and services they need. You need really good technical operational leaders as well, who absolutely on the ball as to, you know, whether your estate is performing at its absolute best and, and, and understands the infrastructure and works closely with the architects as well. It's a really exciting time to be a, a senior technologist at the moment just as it's an exciting time to be any form of technologist at the moment i think you know we are we're definitely moving into a far more digital age than the one we've, we've lived through until recently mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if i read you correctly the first thing is leadership which explains why maybe you can get people from any different backgrounds doing this role but technical understanding is still going to be appreciated in the future and i guess you can't you know, just outsource everything to third parties, right? You still need someone who has a good understanding of what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. Absolutely. And, and I remember in, in 2008 when I joined CIA Magazine, 
obviously we'd just gone through or we were in the the machinations of the credit crisis and the, and the impact that had on the world economy and there was a huge amount of outsourcing that went on in that first year that I was an editor on that title and then we went through a, a period of time where you know a lot of those big outsourcing deals which were done for, for absolutely good business sense given the impact of the credit crisis but they they weren't delivering on their promise they were outsourcing mm-hmm. deals that sounded like you know certain leaders who, who always promise something but never quite deliver and i think that was much more because of the time it's not not to say that those outsourcing providers are not to be recognized and, and respected and i think where it's changed now is that the relationships are much much more outcome orientated and much more diverse i i saw in that early period at cio magazine lots of big deals with big providers that encompassed the whole you know huge parts of the technology estate of organizations now when you talk to cios their list of providers their partnerships you know they look like the side of a formula 1 race team truck with all its suppliers written along the side because because that's what it's like actually and you'll be working with a boutique company in eastern europe one minute and then you'll be working with a major provider in india or america the next it's all dependent on the outcome and you'll be working with who is the best person best organization to help you deliver that outcome all the time so that's it's a very different relationship with outsourcing to outsourcing today than it was back then mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so it, it sounds like the role of a cio like many people who are not in this world might have expected it to be more technical but like you said it sounds more like a broker someone who needs to bring in different types of skills but is a bit tech savvy can broker deals can find the best providers and probably as technology plays a larger larger role that's going to become more and more important and maybe individuals eventually grow into this kind of role so maybe we see more senior data scientists eventually as data science matures doing this kind of role so that's definitely very interesting and any closing remarks before we go where can people learn more about your your work if they want to visit your website yeah i don't have a website but so you can see my material on dignomica.com or idgconnect.com or gigaron.com or follow me on twitter or linkedin on twitter i'm at m chillingworth and just look up mark chillingworth on linkedin i'm a prolific user of those platforms to share the material that i write but also i love to share the stuff that i read that i find hugely valuable and that i think other business technology leaders would find useful to them it's i'm an inveterate reader so uh, if i liked it i hope other people will <laughs> <laughs> great amazing Thank you Mark. This was a very interesting conversation and I'm sure many of our listeners are going to f- find it very enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks everyone. So thanks for staying with us and we hope to see you again soon in some other of our episodes. Make sure to visit datascientist.com for more content around data science AI and blockchain. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit the datascientist.com for more content about data science, AI, and blockchain.